This episode of The Mom Voice is brought to you by the Wally phone case. Okay, guys, we have found a new phone case that we think you're really going to love. The Wally is a leather case with threaded detail. It has a loop for your finger in the back, but also doubles as a stand when you want to watch a show. It lays completely flat, and the best part is there's a discreet pocket for your credit card or driver's license, so no more losing those things when you have to run into the store. With our code, this case is only $22. It's seriously such a steal for the functionality that you're getting. To purchase your Wally case, head over to wallycases.com forward slash momvoice. That's Wally, W-A-L-L-I, cases.com forward slash momvoice. Shop around for your phone model, pick your case, and then at checkout, enter code momvoice for 15% off. Seriously. Go shop right now while you're listening to this episode. We really think you're going to love it. Also, before we kick off the episode, I just want to take a moment and remind you about our Shop the Show feature on our website. If you're a fan of our little podcast here and want to show support, you can shop some of our very favorite finds there, along with episode sponsors and a lot more. We actually just posted a Mother's Day gift guide. So if you're needing a unique gift for mom that we think she'll really love, go check it out. You can even jump over there right now while you're listening to this episode. Just go to themomvoice.com and click shop the show at the top of the page. Okay, now on to the show. Hey guys, welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 118. Okay, well, we are sitting down today with Miss Jen Martin. Say hi, Jen. Hi. Jen is a designer slash organizer and well-known for her Instagram, ResetYourNest and ResetYourNest.com. She has so many good ideas on there about organization and making, making it not only functional, but beautiful too. And so we're very, very excited to sit down and pick your brain on some of the organizing tips and how we can create some systems that will work for our family and live a little bit more efficiently. (laughs) We're so glad to have you, Jen. And I, yeah, let's just dive into um, you starting this business, Reset Your Nest. I am just wowed that you started this just a year ago in the midst of COVID. So tell us about that. Thank you. I will. I Yeah, I always knew I wanted to start something like this. I was waiting for my baby to be in school full time and the time just felt right. I felt very prompted to start earlier and I went for it in January. So it was a little bit before COVID really hit. And I was nervous when COVID hit that everything was shutting down. And right when I was trying to get my feet on the ground with this idea, I was really excited about that things wouldn't really go anywhere. And then they did. And it was amazing. I think with everyone being stuck at home, they were looking for ways to improve the spaces that they were in more than ever before. And people were enjoying my ideas. And I don't know, it's just been a wild ride. And it's been great. Amazing. I love that. And has it been everything you originally thought or harder? How has it been? Um, So many things have been better and moved faster and more than I ever could have imagined. Um, And yes, it is much harder to run a business than I also ever could have imagined, but it's been a really great. It really is. And I mean, during COVID, your kids were home from school, right? So all of that waiting for them to go to school, you were all of a sudden probably homeschooling like we all were, weren't you? (laughs) 
Yes, homeschooling oh. and busy and yes. trying to be into other be in other people's homes and organizing and a lot of things all at once. It was a lot. Oh it, my gosh, wow. It is so much. Well, let's just dive right into our main topic of the day. Tell us your methodology, why you feel like organization is important. Why is it important to you? There are so it's always been a huge priority in my life. I always have placed it as a huge importance, but a quote that my best friend always shared with me is outer order, inner calm. And I really feel that that is so important in, in my life, but I see it in other people's lives, even for people who don't love organizing the space that you're in really is a reflection of what's going on inside. And it's so important. I totally agree with that. My, Mm -hmm. my motto in life, Jen, is chaos on the outside begets chaos on the inside. And Mm. I fully believe when I do not make my bed in the morning, that it's going to be a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) It comes back to haunt me every single time. So I love that. So you are a very tidy kid. I I take. Yes. I, you would catch me, um, when I was supposed to be babysitting kids, I would be organizing their toys or learning how to fold sheets, the Martha Stewart way and doing nerdy things like that. I love that. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I was like a really organized child and my mom would like pay me to clean my sister's closets. Like I would be (laughs) the one to do that. And I wanted to, and I enjoyed that. And it's absolutely incredible because I see that in my daughter and she just loves to be organized and help and, and have a system. But it's funny. Like I've seen that like kind of fade away into my adulthood, meaning like it just I try to prioritize. And sometimes I'm like, where has it gone? Like, I want better structure, but sometimes it just feels like unattainable. No, no, no. I have to dive in. I'm going to defend you here, Lauren. I think it's just that we're in the chaos of like little kids and busyness and school papers. And there's just so much stuff. There's There's so much stuff stuff constantly. And so I've lived with you. I know that Uh. in your heart, you are a tidy person. And you do want that. And so there is a season, Lauren. You're coming up for that season. And that's so true. My youngest goes to school in the fall. And so really, like, I feel like I can really implement some things you're going to share with us that really can just get me back on track to feeling like my head's attached all the time. And I know where everything is. And and just it is the core of, you're right, kind of success and like peace at home is when things feel put together and organized. Absolutely. But first, we want to tell you about the Pogo Pass. Now that we're post-COVID and we're ready to get out and make memories and experiences with our family, you definitely need to check out the Pogo Pass. You can use this pass for great pricing to games, museums, activities throughout your city. We love ours and used it so much before COVID. Here in the Valley, the Pogo Pass gets you admission to the Sunsplash Water Park. And that pays for the pass right there. To purchase, go to pogopass.com and use our code the mom voice for $10 off at checkout. This is a great bang for your buck and you'll make memories with your kids. So Jen, I feel like I'm a very tidy person on the outside, right? So any surface that you can see, everything's kind of put away. But when you look in any drawer or any closet, Jen, it is a nightmare, but (laughs) it's weird. It's like, for me, it's out of sight, out of mind. And like, weirdly, I know where I put everything, but my husband is so opposite and it drives him crazy. He, he wants all the drawers tidy, you know, the cabinets tidy, all of that. And so it's just so funny being married and like, you know, trying to, to balance it, yes, yeah. balance yeah. it all. So, I mean, how do you organize a problem area and keep it organized? 
I think that's a great question. And that's always where I start is identifying my pain points is what I call them. So Mm -hmm. what is, what's the problem? Why is it bugging me? And then with any space, I like just, just start over. And this is what, how I work in any client's home. So identify the pain point, empty everything out, look at it with fresh eyes. Um, always, I know this can get expensive, but there are budget-friendly ways to do it. Measure and buy products specifically suited to that space and then label. I really think any problem area can become an area where there's obviously no problem because if you are creative and come up with ideas, it can, it can go away. What's like the number one problem area? Like what is like the or pain point? What is the, the biggest one you see? Well, I think, I think pantries are very popular as far as what people hire me to do mm-hmm. for my business, but I don't know. I hear from so many people. There are problem areas that are common. I get lots of questions about junk drawers. I get lots of questions about command centers and um, paper piles in the main living area from school papers you mentioned. Um, for me, a pain point used to be at the top of my stairs. I would tell my kids to take something down to their room their rooms are in the basement and things would just pile up at the top of the stairs. So to solve that pain point, I got a really cute basket that I didn't mind being out. And now it lives at the top of the stairs. It was a really simple solution, but I like simple solutions that, that solve those problems. So my number one pain point, like literally starts off my day with a pain point <laughs> is the drawers in my bathroom because my children are still all getting ready in my bathroom. I don't know why they have their bathroom, but they don't use it. And so all the toothbrushes, all the stuff, all the the hair bands and all of it, it ends up in my drawers and I'll organize it. And then all of a sudden the dog collars in there and some random thing. And it just makes me crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, get your crap out of my drawer. This is my happy place. Go away. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So like, yes, the dang drawers and the junk drawer. I mean, Well, I think that transitions perfectly into the next question. How do you get just the kids on board with a system? And we're going to dive into like little more details of systems in a minute. But how do you get the kids on board and no less husband on board that we're all on the same page and we're understanding where things go? I love that question. So I definitely think that getting kids involved in the initial process and getting them excited about it. So having them help, giving them tasks that they can manage or helping them when you're actually organizing the space in areas that are of interest to them is a great initial way to get them involved. But I also think that if you've done a project on your own, say it's a junk drawer or some or the pantry that maybe they aren't as invested in personally, take your family on a tour and say, you guys, look how beautiful this is. Like, this is really important to me. Look, I made labels that you can all read or understand if they're young, too young to read and you decide to put pictures on instead or whatever it is. Walk them through. This is how it looks when everything is put away. And I know we can do this as a team and have your husband there so it doesn't feel like you're talking down to him. You're talking to your kids. <laughs> but he gets to get in, reintroduced to the whole system. Um, I think it really helps. And then just refreshers, but really... Um, when you find potato chips in the granola bar basket, I don't know, bring everyone's attention to it and just say, you guys, there's a label. And I did this and I think it can be done in a positive way, but just reminding people that you did all of that work and made the investment into the right products for a reason. And I think, I think eventually they do get on board. It's just 
hard initially. So do you feel like in your experience and what you've seen with clients, are you having to kind of redo it? You know what I mean? Like quarterly or something. Are you having to kind of overhaul the space again, like reorganize again? Because I feel like the couple of times I've bought the drawer dividers and I've done all the things and it three months down the road, it just doesn't stay that way, you know? And so do you feel like it's that way? Or when you buy the right products, like you're saying, do you feel like that it stays more organized long-term? I definitely feel like it stays more organized because my business is still so young. I haven't, I don't have clients that I've had for more than a year. My very first client is having me come back in a couple weeks just to do a refresher. I've done her entire house and she's maintained it incredibly well. But yes, I do think that there will continue to be some clients where whether it's quarterly or every year, it's nice to get a refresher. But the goal definitely is that when you invest in it being done properly and with all the right, beautiful products, that it is so much easier to maintain. You're right. There's a lot of beautiful ways to go about it and lots of cool products. Where is your go-to place to buy possibly containers or boxes or bins or whatnot? Okay. I have, well, three places. When I started my business, I did so much research on products. I have spent thousands of dollars on products that I think I ended up returning and never use because I really wanted to make sure that what I was bringing into people's homes and promoting on Instagram were things that I could stand by and that really were the best of the best and for the best price. Absolutely. It's surprising how many products Amazon and container store sells and you can find them cheaper on Amazon. I always try and share that kind of stuff on Instagram, but um, Amazon, container store, and Target are my top three. Every now and then Costco, but... Yes. And I love all those places so much. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, what kind of... So let's go with the pantry because that's your number one. Let's just theoretically talk about that. I mean, are you using like those plastic weave baskets? Are you using more wicker things? Like, is it more pretty? Are you trying to make it pretty? Or are you trying to just like get the most functional, even if it's white plastic and, you know... Um, my number one priority, and I think what sets Reset Your Nest apart from a lot of other organizing businesses out there is definitely the beauty and the aesthetic. And so, yes, there are pantries I've done with some white plastic and I'm not against that, but I love looking at it with, I'm not a trained interior designer, but I definitely feel like I have a designer's eye. And so it's not just about the function. Yes, that is a huge part of it. The systems are a huge part of it, but I love, and whether it's wicker or whitewash rattan or, you know, bamboo bins or natural wood bins, whatever it is with a mix of metal and then maybe a mix of acrylic or whatever it is. I love to create a lot of differences with texture and color and interest and just find a great balance. So it really is about the beauty. Well, I love that because I do feel like a reason that I've shied away from organizing in the past is because the dang products can be expensive. And so kind of seeing that there are affordable ways to make it beautiful, but also functional, that makes me a little bit more maybe excited to invest in it. And I have always wanted one of your pantries. Like, it's like, oh my gosh. And I even tried like pre early COVID to do it on my own, but I did find that I ran into the, the issue that I felt like it was just a really expensive like investment. And so how like, 
how, like, what do you justify in, do you do the whole pantry or maybe you do just the core things or is there ways to kind of cut costs at all with the pantry? Because I mean, some of them I've seen literally feel like I have like 50 bins in there, which is incredible, but does it get just super pricey? If I'm being totally honest, it does get super pricey. I mean, it is definitely an investment. And if you want it to have that designer look, there are ways to cut costs, but if you want to do it right, it's going to add up. So yes, if you're on a budget, I do think there's still a way you can do it, but you have to look at it as an investment, as an extension of your home, as a place in your house that you're going to be in multiple times every day. And if Mm -hmm. you want it to be beautiful, it's going to take some money. I do think that, um, you can still make it beautiful. And like you suggested doing it step by step, maybe one month in your budget, you can buy all the the water hyacinth baskets. And then the next month you can save up and get your metal baskets. If you have a plan, you know, and kind of go step by step, or maybe I would just save for a number of months and then just do it all at once. Um, you can find some better deals at home goods. Sometimes it's hard because they don't carry consistent product, but that's a way to cut down on some of the costs. If you slowly collect the containers there that are discounted, sometimes Costco will carry containers that are the same that container store carries. Again, it's inconsistent, but um, it's going, even if you're doing it more budget friendly, it it is going to add up if you're going to start containing everything in your pantry. And if you have a big pantry, it does add up. But Yes. Mm-hmm. And no, and that makes sense. Of course. Now, are you, Jen, are you a keeper or do you like to purge? Like, are you a purger? Do you like get rid of it? Does it donate it? Or are you like, yeah, let's like practically keep all these things in one place. <laughs> um, I'm kind of a balance. I definitely am sentimental and there are things that I like to keep. I've always been a little bit of a purger and this year it has increased tenfold. And now that I'm in other people's homes and I'm surrounded by that and that's my life and my brand. I come home from projects and oftentimes I just need to even declutter even more. So mm-hmm. I'll go into my kids dress room. cleaning. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Like yes. what can I throw away? Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I, I wouldn't consider myself a true minimalist because I do, there are certain things that I, I love and I will always love. And I have four kids and we have a real life and I'm also frugal. So I hang on to some things in the name of not wanting to have to rebuy it later. So I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle. Do you have a, do you have a rule of thumb for when to get rid of something? Like I've heard of, if you haven't worn it in two years, throw it out or donate it, donate it. Um, anything like that? Yes, definitely. With clothing, my rule of thumb is if I haven't worn it in the last year, lots of times in January, I'll flip all my hangers. And if at the end of the season, I, I obviously haven't worn that particular shirt. Um, I donate it. And then my other rule of thumb is I, if I haven't, if it can be replaced in 20 minutes or less for $20 or less, just get rid of it. If I haven't used it again, if it can be replaced, what in 20 minutes or less, 20 minutes or less. So by ordering it on Amazon or running to a store that's close enough by or for $20 or less, and you haven't used it in a month or more. I mean, it depends Wait, on what it is. Give me an example. What That's are like? What rule. are we talking like? What about um, 
the Twilight series that you read and maybe didn't even enjoy that much and you yes. might not ever read again. Yes. But why are we holding on to it? Maybe books right. aren't the best example, but. But sure, something that you had. Or I, like a kitchen tool, a special spoon or something mm-hmm. like that, that yeah. you bought once for a special dish and like you've never used again. Right. If yeah. it's your platter for your turkey that you know you use every Thanksgiving, fine. Of mm-hmm. course, we're going to store that. But something else yes. in the kitchen is a great example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Cute. like that. So, and I love the hanger idea. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> I have so many things in my closet that I keep saving for when I'm like skinnier. And then it's just like, really at that point, let's just get rid of it. I wore that pre-baby. Well, I just get rid of it. Yeah, I know. We're like keeping it long enough that it becomes a trend again. On yes. the second <laughs> day. You know, know what I mean? Back around. We're yeah. like vintage, right? It definitely um, holds me accountable because yes. it's a reminder. You think, oh, I know I didn't wear it in the last few months, but I'm sure I'll wear it soon. But if, if an entire season goes by and I haven't worn that button up flannel shirt and I'm packing it up for my spring wardrobe, summer wardrobe, then it definitely is time. Yes. Like so, it, so a follow-up question on kind of the purging concept. How you how do you feel about buying in bulk? Okay, so I come from a family where we laugh because when my mom goes to the grocery store, I mean, she's buying 20 cans of corn. I mean, she's never out of anything. And I tend to be that way. And my husband really can get annoyed with me that I have like 24 rolls of paper towels at any given time. I mean, I'm prepared for any situation. How do you feel about that? Are you like, that's not needed? What do you think? Oh, I think it's great. And I think that anyone who buys in bulk, if you're cycling through, you're buying things that you're using and you're cycling through them. I am, I've always been very thrifty or frugal. And so I, I think that is fantastic. I like to keep back stock. I like to buy things when they're on sale. I buy meat when it's on sale and I freeze most of it. So I think that is totally fine. If you have a place to store it, if it has a system, if you're cycling through it, it's great to be prepared. We all learned this year with COVID that it was really great to be prepared and have a back stock of certain items. So I think you can still have that and do that and be very organized. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear because my husband can get beat down when there's like four things of peanut butter in the pantry. He's like, why can you we ha- just get it as we need it? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but you have a nice big pantry so that you can manage that. My pantry is smaller. So like, like definitely to pretty store it, like make it look pretty and storing 20 rolls of paper towels. I'd have a hard time. I'd probably have to find a second place to store my backup. I mean, where do you, do you put yours like in a garage or like where, where would you put the extras if it can't go in the pantry? That's a great question. And yes, definitely. I always encourage my clients to only store what can reasonably fit in a pantry, first of all, and then what you're using on a daily basis. So if it can be avoided, I like to, I would prefer to not have back stock in the pantry that you're using on a daily basis, unless it's like in a basket designated for back stock that's higher and not taking up that prime real estate because then sometimes maybe all four jars of peanut butter end up getting opened and that would not be a good thing. And that's just annoying. Yeah, for sure. But yes, if you have an extra storeroom or designated for food or a garage, that's where I would prefer. And I personally keep my back stock, but there are different, different solutions for different homes. You just said prime real estate. I love that. What is two or three items that have prime real estate in your pantry? In my pantry? Um, I think it's different for every family. For my pantry, it is definitely our breakfast zone. 
and then our snack zone because that's what my kids, prime real estate is things that my kids can access. And so there are things that obviously I they can get into and put back and there's a system so that it stays tidy. For sure, mine would be cereal. My kids are all about cereal and that has to be accessible. But yeah, agreed, like bars and granola bars and fruit snacks, the dreaded fruit snacks. Okay, I'm going to ask you this. This is off the cuff because I say this all the time on here and I tell Sarah this. When I buy too many things in my pantry, so let's just say I had a basket and it was filled to the top with fruit snacks. Every time her kids come to my house, they're like, because Sarah has that. Sarah has it. A Mecca of Mm -hmm. snacks. They're just standing there like, and I'm just like, and so, and I just feel when I have a stack of fruit snacks, they're just gone in two days, like truly. And I, do you have any advice for that? Maybe because it's in prime real estate and maybe I should lock my pantry. We've talked about that too, Jen. No, no judgment. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, truly, I just feel like unaccounted for, they will come back and back and back for more. I mean, I don't, this is like a random, I guess, even mother question, but like, what would you do in that situation? Um, that's so funny that I think it is definitely more of a mom question because I, I don't know if I should share what I do. Tell I me, do you have do you a lock client it? who put a lock on her oh, door? My, oh, we know, I have we know people. Yes. Who have yes. done that. And I feel like I need to. And another client told me she was fine with it, but she was like, my kids are eating through snacks way faster than they ever have before. Cause now they can see them. So mm-hmm. I think that can be a problem. I, I do have a snack zone in my pantry, but they're only healthy snacks. And I actually keep, um, snacks that I don't want them to eat super fast. And I have a snack drawer and those snacks, I have told them those are only for school lunches and for when you come home and you're in a hurry and you need to grab something. And actually my family cannot handle fruit snacks. I think they're gone in 24 hours flat because my husband loves them too. Costco size box, not a normal size. And so I actually put those up high. Me too. That's so, me. And I put them in an opaque bin. So, you know, you decide what you want where and what you want your kids to have access to. You can create systems. It's still, it doesn't really prolong how long they last, but that's, I know. I actually don't have a fruit snack basket yes. accessible. Oh, man. To my kids. I, the, us too. If we get the Costco 80 Welch's pack, man, that thing's still gone in less than like 48 hours. And I mean, granted, there's like neighbors and my kids get six a day. It's out of control. So sometimes I've just like resorted to not buying them, but. I know that's a whole nother thing. Um, Okay. So let's talk about the dreaded toys, 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 toys. I feel like those can as well as well be so overwhelming and not to mention if you don't have a playroom, like I feel very fortunate in my newer house that I have a playroom. Like I never knew if that day would come for me, but I have a playroom now. And so I feel really, really good about that. But prior to that, especially when my kids were little, I didn't have a playroom and it can be such an eyesore and sometimes you don't have room in the bedroom. So what, what do you find to be the best thing for, um, toy, toy management and organization? Oh, that's a hard one. Cause every space is so different, Yes, but I always, and I'm not saying this is how homes need to be, but I remember people always coming to my house, even when all my kids were super little and we lived in a tiny two bedroom town home and people saying, where are all the toys? Like it doesn't look like any kids live here. And so it's always been something that I've striven for to find systems that work, but also really cute functional storage. So whether it's just a really big basket that you keep in that main room, 
kids have toys that are different sizes and different types at different ages. Um, One thing I do tend to use in a lot of whether they're toy rooms or bedrooms for toy storage, I love cube storage that you can get at Ikea or Target. It's super cheap. The square, the cubes are big enough that you can fit a lot of different toys and then you can label them and you can have mega blocks in one or Legos in another or cars in another. And then in some spaces, even the the shelf, the top part can serve as a landing spot for bigger, bulkier toys um, because those are a problem too. But yeah, just cute bins. Okay. Dumb question. But with the bins that go in the cubes, I've always run into the problem of labeling those because a lot of them are fabric and, um, and literally (laughs) I put Sharpie to one of them just because like I had to label and I'm like, they're fabric. (laughs) So like, what's the best way to label those? She just like cringe. I know. I know. know. That just like hurt my spirit. I I, I know it it was, it's a pathetic move, but do, do, do label machines like stick to that fabric stuff or what, what, you know what I, do you know what I'm talking about? The cube boxes are made of either like a plasticky fabric or fabric. So what's the best way to label those? Yes. I have a lot of tricks that I love to use. So my absolute favorite product is sold out right now. And it makes me so sad. Target makes, um, plastic bin clips that look so good on the cube storage. They're super affordable. Hopefully they'll come back, but there are other ones. Target also sells another brand of similar so if you search label clip, mm-hmm. um, if you search bin clip at container store, they also sell them. I don't like them quite as much for the cube storage personally, okay. Okay. but there are a few products out there that work really great. Um, and then there are other, it depends on your surface, but I have tried, I will adhere a magnet to the back of just any plastic label. Mm. And you, if the the fabric bin is thin enough, then you could use a magnet label of sorts, but labeling is key. When I see toy storage, there's no way to maintain it with, with cute young kids and all their toys. If, if you made us, if you made a plan one day and tidied up their toy room and put different toys in different bins, and then nothing was explained to the kids or everything gets dumped out, it just is really hard to maintain the system. So labeling really is important, especially with kids. And when they're little, you're encouraging like a picture so if they can't read, because honestly, when my toys were actively used, I mean, we're talking pretty much six and under and they're barely reading. So, I mean, just like a picture of trucks or blocks and that yes. kind of works, right? Yes. Translates love, over. Yeah. You can find cute clip art. There are places that sell labels. We are going to start selling toy room labels soon oh, in the next fun. couple months. Good idea. They, just so cute. And yeah, it makes it much more makes kids successful in maintaining their systems that you've helped set up for them. So So are there any tips if you don't really have a playroom to kind of centralize all the toys? Are there any tips for how to store them in the bedroom where it just doesn't overtake the child's bedroom? Yeah, I think that's super tricky. I've used cube storage in closets before. Same thing. I, I think rotating toys is really helpful so it doesn't get out of control. So you have toys that are in play. So you have fewer in their room and then maybe in the garage or a storeroom, you're cycling through toys under the bed storage is nice. So it's maybe a little out of sight and it is stored under there. So maybe they don't have all the toys and then just establishing rules helps for helped for me to say, okay, we only get one type of toy out at a time. So we can do Thomas the train today you pull out that bin that's under the bed, you know, put it away and then get something else out. So I don't know. I think I, you can make I it have to ask, 
I I kind of found a happy system for Legos in my in my house that's worked pretty good, and we organize by color and whatnot. Do you have a Lego system? I have done different Lego systems yeah. for different families. I am always so impressed when I help families separate by color because they feel like they can keep it up. And I've come into homes that it's already being maintained. I think that's amazing. My family personally cannot. (laughs) We've tried it. I love it. How do you do it? How do you manage the Legos? Or is it just all mixed? It's just all mixed in a big under the bed bin. I have one son who is my number one Lego player. And Mm -hmm. so whenever we want to do Legos, we usually end up doing them in his room. So Mm -hmm. that's how we do it. But I've done it all different ways for different clients. I love that. So tell us about your 10 minute challenge. I saw this on your Instagram and I thought it was a cool, great idea. Yeah. On Mondays, I haven't done it in a little while, but I loved um, coming up with 10 minute challenges because we are so busy as moms. And like you were saying, you think you're going to get organized maybe when your youngest goes into school, but there is so hard to find time and it feels so overwhelming to tackle these projects. We love being organized. We know it can change our life for the better, but where are you ever going to find the time? And so I tried to come up with really doable tasks that would take 10 minutes or less that would make a difference with the thought that if we just do one a week, if you just took 10 minutes every Monday, did something different, had a clear goal in mind, that those small changes could create over time systems that would really make a difference. So I just tried to come up with as many as I could. I need to do those again. No, I love that. Well, I kind of sometimes have implemented in my house like a 10 minute cleanup. So we will all, when, you know, the toys are just everywhere and the rooms are a mess, we will set the timer and just crank it out, you know, go to work for 10 minutes. And so I do think there is something to kind of setting a timer And just gunning it out, like put your head down, get to work and you will just feel so much better after you've done it. It just pushes you or focuses you. I saw two things and I don't know, maybe it was on your page that it was to a song, doing it to a song, clean up to a song, like two of your favorite songs. The song's over, you gotta be done. Or to hyperlapse or on your phone. The kids just like think it's so fun to watch back. And so they're just, you record it and okay, come on, we got to do it fast. Hurry. And then you get to watch it and they, they, they're they so amused by themselves. Oh, cute. So I thought that was a cute idea yep. too. That was my account. I, yes. We take turns every night. Each kid chooses their favorite song and that's our song that we clean up dinner to. And then also when my kids are assigned to clean their room, we use a timer we play their favorite song and we also do time lapses on their iPads and we need all three of them <laughs> to motivate them. But when they all come together, all those things tend to motivate them to do it on their own. So I love that so much. I have to ask you, and this is not on our questions that we gave you, but a, a huge problem area in my house can be the fridge. I feel like I will organize it. And then within a day, the kids have gotten in there. My husband, to be honest, love him to death, but he never puts the cheese in the cheese drawer and he will constantly just rearrange stuff. And so, I mean, yes. Any tips for keeping the fridge tidy? Yes. So I, this has always been a pain point for me too. And when I started this business, I wanted to come up with a solution for that. And fridges are different because even though I think we tend to buy the same food over and over again, it seems to change and evolve and we're eating it up. So it can, it really varies more than our pantry from really, really full to really, really empty. Cause that's just, it's perishable food. Um, this year I did a class 
on fridge organization and I labeled the drawers and I brought in bins and I labeled the bins in my fridge and I even labeled the shelves on the side. And it seems so silly and maybe overkill, but I was finding things that should not be in the cheese drawer too. And it's funny because now, and they're really, they're discreet labels. It just looks like white writing. It's really not like in your face, but it has made such a huge difference. And my kids were really excited about it because I cleaned the whole pantry out and I stocked up on all my produce one day. And when they opened it and they saw it look so beautiful with the labels, I think it's inspiring in that first moment to see the transformation. And then people are like, oh, this is what it can look like. Not people, but members of families. You have bins in your fridge. I do. And what, what do they have in them? I'm curious. I bought a bin set at Costco recently, and I would like to hear what you say For because, yeah, I oh. have like two skinny ones and like two square ones. But to be honest with the bins, I feel that they almost interfere because the things aren't going in the bin. So then there's like a bin there empty and everything else is all cluttered around it and it's just taking up space. So yeah, what do you put in your bins? Okay, that totally makes sense. Definitely leave a spot for leftovers. There are always gonna be odd shaped things that you're throwing in your fridge. So you can't fill your entire fridge with bins. That wouldn't be super practical. But I like to keep certain things separate. So I like to keep my spinach and my greens separate from other vegetables. So I created a pretty significant big green. I labeled it greens. So that's where my lettuce goes. Obviously anything that's lettuce related. And I'm trying to think I made a bid for berries because I like, I feel like berries, they always come in different shaped plastic cartons and I'm, I don't, empty them into a new container. So I needed a place for them. I, we always have yogurt on hand. Everyone eats different things, but if there are things that you know, you're always going to have in stock, I love having a yogurt bin because yogurt, there's so many individual pieces and it gets messy. Um, so another thing though, is when you're going to buy bins for your fridge, I know we walk through Costco and I love Costco or any store and you think, oh, my fridge isn't very organized. I'm just, it's, this is fridge organization. I'm going to buy it, but you have to have a plan. So measuring ahead of time, fridges are different sizes, thinking, just being intentional about it, thinking, okay, I want one big bin for my greens. I need this size bin. Think in your head for yogurt. I want to make sure that it it fills the depth of my fridge to maximize that space. And so making sure you get the right depth of containers is the most important measurement to take and buying those correct size bins. I think you'll find that it can work for you, but don't get too bin heavy, but I do like to have some bins that helps a little. Oh, that I, you've inspired me, Jen. I'm, I'm going <laughs> home and I'm buying bins. Okay. Buying bins for the first. What is your favorite hack to tell your clients? Do you have like kind of just like maybe one go-to hack that is first to go and you just a great tip you sh- share with them all? Um, I don't know. I think two that have gotten the most attention on Instagram, I guess, are decanting my games into zipper pouches. People either love it or they hate it, but the people who love it, they say that it's just changed everything. So I've loved getting games out of their boxes and then also spices. Oh it's a really not an ex- to me about spices. <laughs> I know that we're about to go into some listener questions and that is on there. Oh, good. And so, but really fast, the box, the game thing. I'm like in the middle about this because I do think it's so pretty and it's simplifying and it's smaller, 
But then there's something about having the box. The nostalgia. The nostalgia, seeing the picture, the directions, like all the things. And so I think if you are in a tight space, absolutely. Like hands down, you've got to do. Do you like doing it in the plastic containers or the zippers? I like both. Yes. It just depends on the client. Yeah. Um, plastic containers space. can be really great. They yes. get a little more expensive. But. Yes. I think they're both. And I think it is such a smart idea. But yeah, it it it, it like I'm in the middle about it. I don't know. I, I wasn't as converted as I thought I would be about that. <laughs> That's a brand new idea to me. Never, oh, yes. ever heard that. All the board games. So like your board game closet or toy like game closet is <sighs> like from this to like this big. You can't see what I'm doing, but it's very concise and confined. It's good. Super interesting. Well, let's dive into the spice drawers. So now we're moving into listener questions, Jen. We put this out there and we hand-selected four questions Mm -hmm. to give you from our listeners. And some of them were said multiple times. So these are hot items for our listeners. Advice for the spice drawer. I feel this one so hard. I feel like, yeah, they all come in different sizes. They all come in different colors. Like all of it. The labels stress me out because there's no consistency in like everything. So talk to me about the spices. Okay. I really feel there's only one way to do this. And I have always felt really strongly about this. It's not that expensive on Amazon. It ends up if you find the right deal, it can be it's less than a dollar a jar. <gasps> but four ounce jars, they're glass, they just have a silver lid. And if you decant all your spices into consistent containers, which is how I feel about any space in your house, getting things into consistent containers so you can see everything in one, at once and they're all the same size. Then you alphabetize them and it's so easy to keep them. It seems overkill, but you keep them in alphabetical order if you start that way and you will always find your spices in an instant. It's beautiful, but it also is super, super practical. And are you storing them vertically in a cabinet or in a drawer? What's more ideal? Um, personally, I love spices in drawers. I think most, most kitchens are short on drawer space. So that's a sacrifice or a stretch, but if I can put them in drawers, I love it. I personally, in my house, I don't have enough drawer space. So I have my spices in a cabinet, but, and is it stacked in a cabinet? Like what is that looking yes, a like tiered for you? shelf. Always a, a tiered, tiered shelf. shelf. Yeah. Okay. And you do your consistent, um, containers even in the cupboard. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And in alphabetical order. Okay, because I'm in the cupboard right now, and I did see on your on your Instagram how you have it flat in a drawer, and I do have a drawer, so maybe I will try that out. But I've always I've grown up with it in the cabinet, and I just like went to the cabinet. That wasn't even like a question, you know. So for a listener, one of them specifically said they just don't have enough room for all the spices. Do you have any advice or creative ideas for them? Yeah, if you definitely want them in a drawer. And you've already decanted them because I think people are shocked at how much space is saved by getting things in consistent containers. It really maximizes the space. So once you've done that, if you still find you're short on space, I would select the spices that the person does not, that you do not use nearly as much. And you can have a separate container for spices not used as much. And you can even label that or yeah, extra spices. And then I also keep a container always for the back stock of spices. Because if you buy some spices at Costco, you're going to put it into the smaller jar and you're going to end up with this huge container. So you will always have that that store, if you will, that you'll run to when you run out of a certain spice before you actually put it on your grocery list and refill. Mm, and let's that. be real. I think if you have it in the cupboard or if you have too many, I bet you have double or maybe triples of some. 
I mean, I know I do. I think I'm like, oh, I'm out of cumin. And then I go and buy cumin and there's a whole full bottle in the back corner. And you have nine jars of cumin. Yes. So I feel like once you go to organize, you probably could condense a ton. Absolutely. That is the fun. I mean, I find this in all pantries, but with spices more than anything, we have counted up to six of the exact same spice all opened and all being used because when they're not organized, they're... You can't see your option. You You can't can't. see what you have. And the only way to do it is to put it in those consistent containers. Mm. So that's No, that's a great... I love that. I love that. So another big question was how to organize the kids' bathrooms. I mean, I guess bathrooms as a whole, but like if a kid... How do we manage the crazy kids when they just don't keep it? I mean, I kind of set up a small system for my boys in their bathroom, hoping to get them out of mine. Right. So I went to Target. I bought this really cute like boy, you know, toothbrush holder. I set it out on the counter. Easy access for them. Brand new Olaf toothpaste like this is big, guys, enticing them. And, you know, there's toothpaste all over the counter. It's the toothbrushes are everywhere. I mean, uh, if anyone can solve the toothpaste problem with kids they're going to be a bazillionaire. Mm -hmm. And so I do not have an answer to that question, but I do think that in kids' bathrooms, less is more. That is an area where I am a minimalist. I know little girls have hair bows and hair supplies, and that's great to organize, but just getting everything out except for the few things they actually use and then just following the same rules and making systems... um, having less for them to make a mess with will always help. I do buy my toothpaste. The one thing I have started to do is to buy toothpaste from the dollar store. The smaller toothpaste, the better I feel like, because then there's less room for squeezing it all over the counter. And it just gets so nasty after such a short amount of time anyway. I'd rather have smaller containers that we use up quicker and then we can start fresh again. So that's what Oh my I gosh, do. I kind of love that. <laughs> well, one thing that I have found to be slightly more help keep it a little bit cleaner is, and I think it's Colgate. They're the only brand that does it, but they make like a stand up, you know, it's about three and a half inches tall and it's a smaller container, but it stands and it's not the tube. And it has like a plastic cap that goes up Mm -hmm, and down. mm -hmm. I feel like my daughter is able to manage that and keep it very clean. And you know, it's the tube is just the tube. I I mean, I know. Other words, just when you right after you clean the bathroom, you go up yes. there and there's just blue all over the oh. sink. You're just like, really? It is such a beating. It is. It, it is. is. It's the worst. It's the worst. Okay. Well, a huge question that we got is dealing with all the papers, the bills, the documents, the the school stuff. I mean, give us your insight on how to deal with that. Okay. Um, the second mail comes in, I like to throw away 99% of it. And before that even comes in, you know, trying to switch everything over to paperless obviously helps a lot. I am not a keeper of a lot of, I'm very selective of school papers that I keep. So anything that is sentimental in any way that I think my kids would like to hold on to for a little while, they each have a file that is in our main area. It's not hard to get to. So they each have their file that we put their papers directly in. Anything that needs to be addressed, I have an action basket that's in our command center, but our command center is also in our kitchen. So I know that kitchen, lots of times the action basket would need to be there. And the action basket could look like anything. It can go along with your style, but that's something I really try to encourage clients to do. So items can either be thrown away, put in the action basket, which means that in the next week, it's something that needs to be addressed, a bill that needs to be paid, 
a field trip note that needs to be signed, whatever it is, a homework assignment that needs to be turned in, it goes in there. And then anything that needs to be filed away can either put be put in a file that's right there labeled to be filed or with the kids' individual names. Follow-up questions. Yes. I don't know the term command center. I haven't gotten there yet. <gasps> Explain this to me, Jen. What? I, mean, I have a theoretical idea in my head what you're talking about. But yes, break down what your command center in, entails. Well, I know all homes don't have this. When we remodeled our home, we specifically designed our home with that in mind. But just a place, command central, there needs to be a place in the heart of the home. So if you don't have a desk, we do have a desk um, and it's just your kitchen. That's fine. You could designate a drawer for this, but just a place where all the action happens. It's where we keep scriptures that we read as a family. It's where we keep all the school papers, things that we can easily file away so that piles don't happen and that the important papers don't get lost. Um, it's also where we keep our computer. We don't have an actual office, a family office. It's just where where the, everything happens. The calendar is, you mm-hmm. know. Sarah, yours would probably be your smoothie station. Well, I, I'm thinking or I in have the, two. The pantry. No, I, I have, okay, I have three. Holy crap. I have a <laughs> right to the left of my fridge. There's like this little nook yes. that's hidden from sight. And it's where the bananas go and there's a basket. But every item of junk falls in that corner because yeah. it's kind of tucked away and you can't see it. But then I have like this little butler pantry area where the charging happens for Mm -hmm. the iPads and the kids' homework goes. And then I do have the pantry. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. I'm so disorganized. No, no, you're not disorganized. Those are all I need a command center. Yes, it would be nice. You should make your little smoothie station thing all of it because that's like right there. And but is it something you're trying space. to put on display to the whole house? No, not at all. Okay. Not necessarily. But yes, I forgot charging station too. So yeah. that's where we keep all the iPads. That's where everyone checks in their their phone or their device. So they are stored there and safe there. Yeah, and it's just good where everything can belong. Where is yours? Um, mine is between, next to my fridge. Yeah. That little, like, yeah. I have the littlest nook, but it's like where all my papers are going, my calendar. Yeah, the permissions, anything like vital bills, they're all there. Okay. I have to follow up too on something you said is your, each child has a file. Explain what you're talking about. I don't think I understand what you mean there. Yeah. So I guess it just depends on how your house I'm envisioning my home and I'm using that as an example. It will look different in every home, but I have some magazine holders because I have open shelving. So they're cute. And I have cute file folders in my magazine holders, but it doesn't need to look that way. But until my kids' papers, I think it takes a sorting of a few times of papers because initially they they don't want to let go of it. But maybe by the end of the school year, when you're putting in a more permanent location, they're ready to do an edit. And so before or report cards, I don't end up keeping all the report cards because they build on each other. But anything that I need or the note you get from the teacher at the beginning of the year that has some important information that you probably will never look at it again, but you feel like you need to hold on to it. Each of my kids has a file, like a manila file, but it's a little cuter than that folder. And it has their name on it and I keep all their papers in it. So their soccer schedule goes in there once it's already in my calendar, but I'm not quite ready to throw it away. Anything that's related to that kid is there at the end of each school year. I take all the papers out and then we put it in a more permanent location where they keep their memories and their school papers for for genius. Oh my gosh. That's just genius. Mm -hmm. I have never... Jen, I need you in my life. 
I really Jen, fly do. down to Gilbert uh, and reset. Her okay, name. reset Let's my do it. Nose, Jen. No, oh my I, gosh. I like that idea of the, um, if I'm envisioning this right, those, you're saying those little pocket racks that go on the wall. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, but I have totally done that for clients. Those are awesome. And okay. those can be great too if you want your kids to each have a file that they're accessing a lot and putting their right. homework. In and go, like they're in and out. Yeah, box. an in and out file. Wait, That's so a great idea. So you said your folders go where though? So it's like a magazine holder that magazine sits on holder. an open shelf. Like, are those just like the little box? Yes. Yes. yes, the yes. Yeah, okay, thing. I have one of those. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. When you first said that, I was thinking of those like mm-hmm. little in and out boxes. Yeah, those are great too. too. And that okay. could work. The file, the folders, I really, they, my kids don't get into them that much. It's more for me. It's like my filing system. Yeah. Anything that they need access to goes in our, what I call our action basket. And those are things that need to be addressed more regularly. Oh, so. I just love it so much. Lauren, I know we're tight on time, but I have to ask one more question. Okay. Oh, I have the guru here. Okay. With big calendars, family calendars, I have a spot in my home that I've been waiting to get the right one. And I just don't know what the best approach is. Dry, dry erase, I feel like is everywhere, but then that stresses me out. Like the mess of dry erase kind of, I don't know. What is your go-to calendar, wall calendar? That is a really good question. It's kind of changing because there are a lot of really great products out there. And I worked with a couple different companies. Um, right now I am just loving paper things that I can switch out. And so finding a really great printable calendar that you can hang, um, with those magnet. Have you seen those magnet frame things? They just hang on, they magnet Mm -hmm. clip on the top and then on the bottom. So it kind of holds it tight and then you can hang it up on a string it's hard to describe, but they're really cool. But okay. it's just a paper calendar okay. and it is not only cheap, but you can make it whatever size you want. And then you can just throw it away and get a new one, which is really yes. nice because I just hate being tied to things. My taste changes and things get messy, like dry erase or damaged. And so it's kind of nice to start fresh. That's, yeah. that's what I prefer. I love that. Well, Lauren, last question. Last question and a big one. How do we prevent junk drawers, the dreaded junk drawer. And we all have at least one. Oh yeah. But I don't. No, you don't. Of course course I don't. No, I just don't believe in junk drawers. I don't think, I think if you have a command center that works really well for you, I think if you have an assigned place for everything, you might have something like a utility drawer that Mm -hmm. keeps your batteries and your I don't know, flashlights and maybe mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of random things, paper clips or whatever it is, or scissors and pens and pencils, but that's not a junk drawer because if you have everything divided and everything has an assignment, then it's a drawer that everyone knows where everything goes. And I might have in my action basket, actually, that's where I'll throw, like if I find a screw that's come loose from my chair, I'll throw that screw there. But I know that like missing parts are there. And that's something that needs to be addressed, but I don't, anything. Or the hairbrush that ends up in my drawer. Like I, I find the most random things in our drunk drawer and I'm just like, how guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why is this down here? And right. once you call it a junk drawer and people know that that's where random things go, that's where random things will end up. So if you just don't have a junk drawer and everything has an assignment, I'm not saying kids and husbands are magically going to put everything away where it goes. But if they don't have the option to throw things in a random drawer that doesn't have any assignments made, then maybe that will 
that will love help. that. Oh my gosh, so many where questions. things go and die yes. <laughs> into the exactly. junk drawer. Oh my gosh. Well, again, I could talk your ear off, Jen. Ask you so many questions, but I, man, you just have a wealth of knowledge. Go visit her Instagram. It's reset underscore your underscore nest. She has photos of things that you're talking about. Shares lots of great tips on there. Um, anything else, Lauren? No, I just loved all these tips and tricks. We so appreciate you coming and just well done growing this bustling business here in the last year. And I just so many great things that you're, you're doing. So well done. So wonderful. And you do have services where you can be hired. You are hireable if you're in the Utah area, right? Okay. The greater Salt Lake area. So there you go. So you can hit her up. I'm inspired. I'm going to get after it. I know. I, I I have a few areas and zones that I really want to get figured what out. What did you call it again? A prob- problem zone? No. Pain, pain points. I have a lot I, of pain, pain points. points. <laughs> and too many painful too things. Too many painful <laughs> points. No, I'm kidding. All right, guys. Well, we are back every Monday with a brand new episode. So make sure you're subscribed. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. You can find us on social media at the Mom Voice Podcast. So thanks so much, Jen, for joining us. Thank you. We loved having you. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye. We want to talk to you about PowerCore Plus Pilates. This is our new workout regimen that we've been doing since the beginning of the year, and we absolutely love it. We love what it's doing for our bodies and our well-being. For Arizona locals, your first class is free. So go check out PowerCorePlus.com to book your upcoming class. You're going to love it.